Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you reflect and think about your business, not just do your business. What I try to do is take different topics that I'm hearing out there as I'm touching many of the best of the best remodelers in the country and really help you to really funnel some of your thinking as, as well. You know, I've had topics that relate to certainly the product, relating to the market conditions, relating to certainly sales and how to pivot in terms of some of your thinking. Today, I want to talk about a topic that really is probably the glue that holds most businesses together, and it's the focus is on the team and the people. This prod, this particular podcast is sponsored by many of the strategic alliances that really help you with your business and take it to the next level, and certainly my friends at Professional Remodeler as well. So this notion of people in your business, when I wrote the book, Uh, fit to grow. One of the key themes in that book is people are your greatest assets. And, you know, when I developed that particular theme, uh, the key word is actually not people, but the key word in that theme is assets. An asset is an investment. Asset is something that you really need to value, but you also need to see the right level of return, I think, to uh, take your business to the next level. So uh, in, the, in the course of this, as I'm talking and kind of looking at different businesses, some relatively small, medium, large, very large businesses, one of the fundamental differences between a million-dollar business, a $3 million business, 5, 10, 20, and 50 and above, really, if you really think about it, it's not the project. You know, it's not even, quite frankly, the process that you go about doing it. You know, in many ways, it's about the people that is the difference between a $2 million business and a $20 million business. It's that people, the people and what your role in the business is that represents, I think, that level of growth. So really committing, I think, to this notion and subject of uh, people, I think, is really critical. This is especially important as we move into uh, 2023, because I think that many people feel that there might be a bit of a softening there. I personally feel that it's going to be much, much more, less of a downturn and more choppiness moving into 2023, that I think if you have your act together on many fronts within the business, you're going to not only have a good year, but you'll have a very, very good year if, in fact, you're focused on the right things. And certainly people are the one of the more important things. So what I've developed is a series of, of, of tips, techniques, Uh, as well as themes as it relates to your team, as it relates to the people within your business. And it all starts, I think, more than anything with fundamental beliefs and fundamental mindset. And if you have those beliefs and you can spread that thinking amongst the rest of your team, I think you're going to find a lot of success. I was at a recent 
Harvard meeting, which one of my friends who's in the investment community, he talked about, you know, the importance of having, making people first, making people kind of the most important thing within your business. And as an investor, that's one of the things that they look at with the businesses that they're buying, the businesses that they're investing in. So when you have people that are putting in their own hard-earned money into other businesses, I think listening about the importance of that, not taking the people for granted, I think is especially important. And so my first one is actually make people first, you know, and I think whatever the theme is for the year or moving forward, the more that you make people first, I think follow this theme of people are your greatest assets. And as an asset, you're going to put more importance in terms of the helper than on the table saw or the van. You're going to put more importance in terms of, you know, the person selling as opposed to the person that is uh, you know, thinking about uh, moving their, their business forward in a different kind of way. Number two, I think on my list is as I think about people, you know, think about, I think, this theme that I'm oftentimes asked. And it's not how to be more successful, but why do business businesses fail? And oftentimes, I think my answer to that is really threefold. Number one, they change or they lack the focus Number two, their commitment is adjusted and they're not as committed to what the cause is. And number three, they're not putting in the time and the energy and the capital in the business it really takes to to be successful. So as I was reflecting on this, you know, I think this same thing is true when it comes to your people. You know, are you putting in the right amount of time and energy uh, to focus? And focus takes takes energy. It takes a laser focus on the people in your business, not necessarily on the tools and also on the projects and clients. Number two is how committed are you to the people that you have? You know, are they there to really take your business to the next level? I really ask myself that oftentimes when it comes to discussions I'm having with leaders, you know, to ask yourself, you know, the question is, uh, can they do the job? Will they do the job? And do they fit? Do they fit your culture? And if the answer to those are no, then you probably need to fix it or move on. So I think your commitment to not just having status quo, your commitment to having an A team is really important. And when people don't work out, I think ask yourself, was it a bad hire or was it bad training and coaching uh, with that person. And more times than not, it's one of those two things. And when it is one of those two things, guess what? It's your fault, not their fault. So it really, I think, to be wiser when it comes to people, I think you need to learn those things as well. Number three on my list was a little bit more granular, but this is a topic I've talked about on a couple of occasions, but it's so important when it comes to people. And that is meetings, meetings are your job. I must admit in all the coaching and all the advising I do that most leaders and businesses, most remodeling business owners are not very good at meetings. Now, this is something that you need to take some serious inventory to and, and, and hopefully take the meetings to the next level. You know, many years ago when I was, uh, with a friend 
Pete Miller uh, going on a ski, a little mini ski trip. Uh, one of the things I was frustrated with was kind of my schedule and the amount of meetings I was having. And Peter said something to me I'll never forget and became an integral part of my kind of leadership and thinking. And he said, Mark, meetings are your job. And when I realized, wow, my job wasn't to sell something. My job wasn't to produce something. My job wasn't to create a process. No, meetings were my job as we were growing the business. And I started to really say, okay, how do I have world-class meetings? And these meetings had to have different kind of elements and structure. You know, I always think about a great meeting, especially a staff meeting, a leadership meeting, a sales meeting. You got to have levity. You know, you got to have a little bit of lightness. There's your human beings, for goodness sake. You got to have brevity. It's got to be the right length. Can't be too short and it can't be too long. And last is it had to be something that was really relevant and ideally memorable for the folks in the meeting. But my point is all this, rather than do a whole session on meetings, which I've done other podcasts on this, you need to commit. If you're going to have a team and people as your commitment, you've got to get better at doing meetings and you've got to train people how to do meetings, whether they're one-on-one meetings or whether they're group meetings. Number four on my list is a classic kind of formula that you've heard synergy in businesses. It's almost become a little bit of a cliche, but one plus one equals three. When it comes to your people, creating environments to allow that to happen is really, I think, where you can supersize kind of your business. I oftentimes think about uh, when I'm coaching and working with different companies is I said, what does this person think? You know, what is... Uh, a, a person completely outside the world of of what you're talking about, whether it's sales or marketing or production, what do they think about this subject? And the reason I do that is because oftentimes when you put something together, when you put, for example, a sales voice and a production voice together, you're going to come up with something that is very different than you never thought of, that one plus one equals three. A good example of that, many, many years ago, had a marketing and salesperson together with production. And we were trying to figure out new ways of thinking about bathrooms because we were doing different kinds of bathroom remodeling. And one of the comments that the production person made was, gosh, if our production team only understood how to install the faucet or the toilet or the cabinet before the specification was just thrown at them and they were thrown out on the job, we'd be so much more profitable and more efficient. So we developed a theme coming from production with sales and marketing of everything that we did needed to be production proven. And that was a product of really coming up with a synergistic thought. Okay, number five. Today, more than ever, I think, when it comes to your people, you're going to have to go deeper. Uh, and, and I think this is true, certainly, with your clients. If you look at some of the things I've talked about with pivoting and going deeper with your clients, you know, spending more time with your people. You know, this uh, pandemic and COVID has had a lot of silver linings for home improvement. But one of the negative things is that we've kind of de- we disconnected, I think, from the 
fundamental people in the process itself. So try to go a little bit deeper. Try to think about your team members like clients. And as I've said before, your real competitor in sales and remodeling is the client fears, it's the client ignorance, and it's the client overwhelm. Well, your people have all those same attributes. So the one way to combat that is go a little bit deeper. So make your one-on-one discussions a little bit uh, deeper. Look for those moments that you have an opportunity to interact in a deeper, deeper way. Do not wait for prescribed meetings and to have interaction with your people. You know, try to find meaningful ways to go deeper with your people, and I think you're going to see much better returns. Number six on my list is uh, you. And I mean that literally you, in that I think you have to be a better people leader And it takes time to do this. You need help. You need coaching. You need to invest time in reading. Yeah, I'm a big believer. Try to have a goal of reading a book a week, a book a month, focused on people-related things and people skills. This is a skill to uh, focus on taking your team to the next level, just like it is with architecture and production and processes and all the other things. It's a skill to be better at the people, and it does take time. So try to, you know, make some appointments to yourself. Put on your schedule that you're going to focus on yourself and being better at a people leader, not just a leader of the business, but a people leader moving forward. And by carving out 30 minutes, two or three times a week, you're going to see your own stock kind of go up to the next level. Number seven on my list, and certainly last but not least, is make it fun. You know, the times I'm interacting with some of the people out there today, you know, the fun has gone away from a lot of the people involvement with the business. So make it fun. Look for opportunities to have more personal kind of fun relationships, whether it's uh, happy hours or lunches or try to make it fun. You know, it's very hard to be depressed uh, in terms of your people. It's very hard to be uh, disconnected when you're in an environment that's a little bit more casual, a little bit more fun. There's so many ideas out there. You know, if you're interested in exercise, start a little cycling group uh, within the company and have some memories that are coming out of, you know, different kind of fun things that you do. But look for excuses in the business to not only be productive, but also to be fun. You know, also don't hesitate to expand the fun, expand the relationship beyond your immediate team. You know, what about your trade contractors and your subcontractors? They're out on islands just like you are, and they need to have that same connection. And if you want to have a deeper relationship and connection to them, that's a great way to to do that. You know, it's so important that everybody has and kind of focuses on helping each other to get their mojo back. And that mojo is going to end up being contagious. And that, that, that will spread around the team, that positive energy. And I think you're not only going to get through whatever little choppiness is up ahead, but you're really going to be able to take your game to the next level. So I want to thank everybody for joining me today on this podcast. 
And I look forward to, you know, certainly a very, very interesting, but, you know, a little bit herky-jerky year coming up. But I think it's going to be all very good if we focus on kind of having our act together and we really make, you know, people and your team the top priority moving forward. Take care, everyone.